welcome to Come Queens, Pussy Positive Podcast challenging cultural norms around our bodies, sexuality, and pleasure so that we can smash the fucking patriarchy one conversation at a time. On this week's episode, we talk about sex work decriminalization, including the battles within the feminist movement and the ways that decriminalization can promote health and safety within the industry. If you're a returning listener, you can like and subscribe on Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcast pleasure. Be sure to give us five stars, a little review. I'm Grace. And I'm Charlotte. <laughs> Let's get it going. <laughs> Um, I think it's like a very multifaceted topic. You know, we can't like pinpoint specifically, I guess people think of prostitution, right? As sex work. It's, um, exchanging sexual, sexual services, services. Yeah. For goods and, and money <laughs> and money. Yeah. Um, there's all sorts of types of sex work now though. You have like cam girls, um, right. I, I mean, guess, I guess, I mean, I think working at a strip club, like stripping is, is a form work. of sex mm-hmm. work. You can, I mean, the internet has opened up a whole, a whole other array of that. Right. What is the, um, the sex work we were talking about where you financially. Oh, this is the sex work we would This is consider. the dream. Yeah. Financial, <laughs> being a financial dominatrix. Yes. So, yeah, that sounds really fun. (laughs) Well, I think what's really cool about sex work, which, um, you know, I have to say, well, obviously we know, like, commodifying women's bodies is something that's can be concerning to us in lots of Mm -hmm. ways. So I think that, like, there is, at first, you're like, uh, you know, it makes you think, like, I don't know, it makes you think how those things have impacted us. Right. But I think that, like, it's actually super empowering. I remember the first time I went to a strip club, I was, like, I was like, I don't know how I'm going to feel about this, like, as a feminist or, you know, like, Mm -hmm. is this the right thing to do? Or, But then I got there and I'm like, these ladies are all in control of the situation. They get to say, you can't put your hands on me. Like, I make the rules and pay me. Right. You know? So in some ways, I think that they it can be a situation where you can have a lot of power. Um, oh, definitely. And it's like your own self-body autonomy. Like, you're choosing to do it, you know. I don't think anyone should take that away from you. With the strip clubs, though, I also worry about, like, who's, who's the manager, who's behind the strip club. It's probably a guy, and they're taking a lot of percentage of and, what yeah, these women because make. they have to pay. They have to right. pay to, yeah, a fee just to be able to be there. Right. And, I mean, I think that that's generally can be an issue within sex work. Mm-hmm. Is Yeah, who's ideally women ha- are the ones who are profiting. Right. So but a I lot think, of times men are involved and profiting off of it and that's, as well. And that's probably the case because sex work is not decriminalized. And so there there gives like an in for a male, a, dom, a domineering male right. or a pimp to profit off the woman's body. But if it was legal and women had total autonomy over their bodies and how to sell it, like, I don't know if we would have that problem. Yeah. 
Well, and I think exploitation is, mm-hmm. I mean, that's a concern that everyone has. But I think in our research, we ended up finding out that there seem to be a lot of people who think that they can speak for a group <laughs> that they aren't a part of. Right. Gee, we haven't seen that before. <laughs> um, so, you know, like there's sort of an, an implication that sex workers are victims. Yeah, exactly. But that's not true. And there's also a separation because, I mean, I think we've all seen, you know, human trafficking seems like, I don't know if it's more prevalent now or not, but there's, but there's definitely a lot of, you know, talk around that. And that's not the, that's not the same thing. Consensual sex work versus people who are forced into sex work. That's human trafficking. Right. Two totally different things. Um, I guess, does that bring us into the SESTA? Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah. In April uh, 2018, a bipartisan, which almost nothing has happened with bipartisan support Mm -hmm. in this administration, if you haven't noticed, (laughs) but they passed SESTA and FOSTA, and SESTA is Stop Enabling Sex Traffickers Act, and FOSTA is um, Victims Fighting Online Sex Trafficking Act. So, and we talked about this in our censorship episode because Mm -hmm. part of the rules of that ended up affecting us because they were trying to shut down the internet being used for quote unquote sex trafficking, trafficking, but it actually affected sex workers because it shut down Backpage, Mm -hmm. which was a big... Which was like a safe place for them to go and see who they can deal with. Right, and a community to share yeah. and say, like, oh, this person is danger. Uh-huh. Um, and then... And now that doesn't exist. Right. I mean, it, hopefully something else is taking well, its place, but... And there was even, like, places on Reddit, too, uh-huh. that were shut down. Craigslist personals mm. and are gone now as a result of that, which that's a shame. We both have... I used to, yeah, I used to go on Craigslist personals I know, a it's lot. just... Endless entertainment, really. Um, <laughs> and and I feel like that's, yeah, that's a loss for us all. But the it truth, is. it's really impacting the safety. I'll need to, we should post, there's an episode of Reply All that they did about, like, the impact on, on Backpage getting shut down. And it's just putting a lot more sex workers in harm's way mm-hmm. by... I mean, keeping something that's already been secretive and, you know, anytime something's illegal, then it keeps it underground. And then that's when there's room for exploitation. Right. And this topic goes, you know, well, it more deeply impacts uh, women of color, immigrant, immigrant populations um, and trans women. Mm-hmm especially black trans women who are subject to the most violence within, um, well, just in general. Yeah. Um, and then also it links into mass incarceration because it's going through the criminal justice system. I mean, who's affected by this? Is it, you know, are, if you're a high end, like escort in New York, taking out people in, Manhattan, right. big banker, venture capital people, or something. I mean, are you are you really in the same risk factor as somebody who is working on the streets, or someone who might also be dealing with 
um, other issues like extreme financial distress or mm -hmm. substance use. So, I mean, this, just like everything else in our society, it's, you know, who's impacted first. <laughs> right. So the, I think they've termed it in New York State walking while trans. It's a specific loitering law for the purpose of engaging in prostitution. So trans women are obviously charged with this, like, disproportionately. And, and some of them aren't even engaging in sex work at all, and they will get charged for this loitering law. I read, yeah, I read about one of the protesters at one of these events was speaking about that, and she said she'd been arrested three times, and only one time was she actually engaging in sex work. Um, yeah, it's crazy. And in Brooklyn and Queens, 94% of arrests for loitering for the purpose mm -hmm. of prostitution were of black women. Yeah, that makes so, sense. So, again, who do we, like, we have to ask ourselves who we care about. Because it's nice to say, like, oh, we want to protect women. I mean, right. and I feel like that's the kind of, like, that's what they put it under. Like, we're going to protect these people. Yeah. And, like, they need to be protected. Again, they're the victim. It's like... I don't know. It's it's like the white savior model of right. like or, how do we deal with paternalism? Sex work? Yeah, you know exactly. Um, and it's not it's not helpful, you know. If you actually care, because you can say I guess some of the arguments are like, well, you know, you're a victim if you feel like you have to turn to sex work because mm -hmm. you don't, you know, to get by. Because I mean, honestly, that's why. I mean. That can definitely be a factor. It's a way to get money in a society, and the and the less privilege that you have, you know, obviously the more you might need money, <laughs> and so you might engage in sex work because of that. Mm -hmm. But, I mean, then isn't the problem that we're not supporting those people yeah. to begin with? Yeah, and we're not making it legal because if we just, if the laws are the way they are, you know, it's just going to take a greater financial toll on women who want to engage in sex work. It gives them in this endless loop of being arrested and incarcerated, paying those bills. They can't even pay them. Like, it's, it's, yeah, arrests and fines are just nonstop. And, and oh, yeah, sorry. They're harassed by the police. Like, one in five sex workers were profiled, um, and they were asked to do sexual favors by police officers. One in five, and that, that was in D.C., that was 20, 2018 stats. Yeah, and again, do you think, is that who we trust the most, the police, <laughs> to, to handle the care of, you know, of and, sex workers? Yeah, and sex workers know this, so they will specifically avoid places where police will not be. And then that makes it even dangerous because, you, you know, if you do think a policeman is going to protect you, you're going into sketchier situations, theoretically, where there's not police presence or people right and because it's illegal if you are a victim of violence if you experience sexual assault or rape then you're then you're less likely to report it uh-huh and it's also less likely for like overdoses too i was reading about that that's linkedin too because um you know you're not you don't want to be charged for the sex work so you might not call if someone's in distress or something like that wow yeah um, so, yeah, and it's really, just like anything else, this is, to me, it's like a worker's rights oh, issue. Oh, yeah, definitely. But for some reason, I mean, not for some reason, for the, the reasons that we've been talking right. about, like, what, 
women specifically engaging, I mean, engaging in sex. It's like we want to tell women what to do with their bodies mm-hmm. another time. Yeah, exactly. It's, uh, it's very hypocritical because, like, the NOW organization specifically, My Body, My Choice, right? They're telling women that you can't. That you cannot engage in sex work. It's not. It's not. It's not good for you. You know. Um, their statement is. Uh, no. No mother would want her daughter to be a sex worker. That's what the head of now said. Uh, Tony Van Okay, Pelt. boomer. I know. Well, she is seventy-two years old. Oh. You know. And but I mean, her her stating this like her not um, supporting sex work has caused a huge riff in it. And their organization themselves, and even a specific sect in D.C., when they heard her talk about how she doesn't support sex work, they were like, we've actually been working towards making this legal. Like, that's the first time I've heard of that. So, there's... There's division even just within the National Organization of Women Mm -hmm. in general. And I... But I'm... It's... I mean, I guess there are the different waves of feminism. And again, like... All of the things, all of the legitimate concerns in regards to sex work are issues that we should be able to address outside of the realm of sex work. Like, violence towards women is a problem. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's a, I, you know, what if we were telling women not to get married because domestic violence kills <laughs> women? You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. It's, it, that's true facts. Like, but we don't protect women on that end. It's like, there's something that, offends people so much about us getting to decide that we want to use our bodies for I mean our bodies are already used for sexual pleasure by other people all the time with no compensation right so let's make some (laughs) fucking money off it right like I you know I mean it's like very I mean and lots of people enjoy their jobs in this field like and it can provide economic opportunities you can you know, women can save money to start their own businesses. I mean, mm-hmm. women and men engage in sex work. Right. Also. Um, but, like, I think women probably have a strong, you know, more impact and particularly trans women. Um, so it's, it's like we're at this point in time where we have to start deciding who we value and what does it mean to be a feminist because doesn't feminism mean that women get to decide what they do. Right, and you should, and if you're a feminist, and especially a leader of a feminist organization, you should be able to hear out all of uh, your members and what they're saying. I mean, it is, it just, it kind of seems like it's an age divide here, because we have younger member members and women of color who are frustrated by the leadership and seeing that their voices are not heard. Yeah, and it's just, and it's not consistent, you know, like, it's legal to make pornography. Mm-hmm. It's yeah, legal exactly. to so how I just don't understand how making porn is any different from from having work. consensual sex with someone for money. You're having consensual right. sex with someone on camera for money, mm-hmm. and then selling that. I, like I just don't. It seems like the culture just said, "Oh, well, we're we're okay with porn," you know. Mm-hmm. And nobody, I mean, and obviously exploitation happens within that industry too, but yeah. but that's legal. So I feel like we got to like get our story straight if we're going to be consistent. And um, I love, a friend of ours has a, has a Facebook group, but she always, you know, she explicitly says like, you, mu- you know, 
you have to be a feminist that supports sex workers in order to be in this. And I feel like we all, I don't know, I feel like it's, it's so unseen and, and hidden, you know, that, um, yeah, that we don't talk, we kind of overlook it a lot of times. Yeah. And the World Health Organization and Amnesty International both suggest decriminalization for sex work. Yeah, and we learned about the difference, which we never knew, neither of right, us knew this, yeah. decriminalization versus legalization. If mm-hmm. I heard both of those, I would, you know, like I think about marijuana, like mm-hmm. I would say, oh, I want legalization. But they were saying like legalization is actually not as good because that actually, it's, once you start putting sex work under the umbrella of the law, then you're saying you can only do sex work in right. these ways. Your stipulations. Mm-hmm. And if you do that, then, and if you're outside of that framework, then you can still get in trouble. Mm-hmm. Whereas decriminalization means that no one is going to be jailed for it. And you, but you would still, again, I feel like we have to go back and distinguish, like, you would still be in trouble for human trafficking. You would still oh, be in yeah, trouble definitely. for violence towards women. Mm-hmm. It would, you know, like, and it would actually allow, allow sex workers to come forward and be safe. Right. Yeah. Isn't that what we want? But two-thirds of voters, I read in an Intercept article, that two-thirds of voters, 18 to 44, support decriminalization yeah. of sex work. I just don't know why we would... I just can't even imagine why we would have a problem with it. Um, and you can sell... Again, we sell women's bodies for advertising mm-hmm. and modeling. We sell them, on, you know, in movies... Um, we've obviously seen the exploitation, you know, with all the Harvey Weinstein stuff coming out. I mean, we know the film industry has had this as a problem. Mm-hmm. Um, even like Lena Dunham has, uh, I think called out, um, the Amnesty International for them saying that they supported decriminalization. And it's just like, again, these like privileged white women who... Oh, is she saying they shouldn't? Right. Oh. Well, Lena Dunham is her own, yeah, her, her own thing. <laughs> yeah. And you think I was so excited. I was so stoked when I first saw Girls, though. Oh, my God. I know. Me, too. <laughs> well, because I had never seen... My, yeah. I'd never seen a normal-looking body. Right. Naked. Representation of, like, average, normal bodies having sex. And, and sex... And I like that sex was kind of weird on the show. Like, oh, it's always yeah, because sex is weird. They man. always show it, like, so hot, but, yeah. like, something... Very fucking weird always happens. Oh, yeah. Queefs. I mean, come yeah. on. Somebody's stomach makes a weird noise oh, yeah. in the All middle the of it. Yeah, you just... Something goes wrong. It's not just a smooth... It's not as smooth as they make it seem. <laughs> um, and I I mean, I had never thought... I had never thought about, like, the... Because New Zealand is, is kind of the gold standard mm-hmm. uh, in the world for a country that has full legalization and the power that it gives the sex workers there is incredible. But I was listening to one of the women saying like, we talk about before we talk about safe sex beforehand, you know, before every session, we talk about what what things are okay to do and what things are off limit. And she said like, if I just met somebody at a bar at night, like we would never be having... You know, we don't have these conversations with our partners that we have that aren't for pay. Yeah, you know? that's true. Like, yeah. They actually have more to be able to lay it out. And, like, these are my rules. It's almost like we should all be 
doing that. Okay, honey, what's on the menu right, tonight? Yeah. I'm okay with <laughs> I'm okay with receiving oral sex. I don't know if I'm going to want to give it tonight. Um, <laughs> um that would be fantastic. You know, and like also it can recognize sex work is like so so much more than just like you are you're a business person you're an entrepreneur mm-hmm. you're you're booking you're scheduling you're marketing you're setting your own pay like i mean you could probably be making 15 or more an hour yeah wow the living wage <laughs> no um and yeah and there's like there's a whole range you know of different areas in which you can engage in this work mm-hmm. too but that's you know that's like truly marketable skills too and then and i think sex workers are often like everyone just focused on like the act in right. the end mm-hmm. um but i mean i've listened to interviews with people um i'll share this too there's a really good death sex and money episode where they talk to a sex worker in new york but a lot of her clients are like people who are in sexless relationships and a lot of times or people who just like don't receive physical touch um because you also feel like you're the people who receive sex you know who buy sex work Mm -hmm. are are shamed a lot of times too yeah definitely and it's not always just some you know, I think you have in Some your mind, just like, to get off. yeah, or yeah. somebody who's just, yeah, who is, yeah, I think you get in your mind that it's always going to be this person who's just exploiting mm-hmm. women because they have money or something right. like that. And I don't think that that's, I mean, I'm not saying that's never the case, but you can say, like, I, you can deny this client, hey, I don't want this person. Exactly, yeah, that's your I right. Don't, I don't like how they talk to me or mm-hmm. they didn't follow my rules. And that's pretty cool, but can you do that if you're... If they can then say, now I can call the cops on you. Um, because And, oh, and the Nordic model is the op- where they're just saying, we're not going to criminalize sex workers, but we'll criminalize... The people paying for sex. The people, yeah. yeah. Which, I feel like when I first heard that, I, I was down for it. Well, because I was like, why are they... I mean, right. certainly the workers shouldn't be blamed more than the clients. Mm-hmm. That doesn't make sense, but but still, it just stigmatizes the whole the whole industry. Thing. So, and that's like, and it's not a way, and then it's not a way to keep people safe, right? And I think part of the Nordic model that a lot of feminists in America want to adapt is like, they're like, we're gonna use this model and we're gonna provide programs um, for women to exit the trade and provide counseling and healthcare, which is great. Who doesn't want healthcare? Um, and housing and employment. But then again, that's just like, oh, you're looking at this person as like they can't take care of themselves. Like they need to be saved from what they're doing. And also, why would that be the conversation? I mean, why Counseling. don't... Counseling. Why don't we talk... You know, yes, healthcare is important. Shit, Access give me healthcare. Ca- right. Give anyone all of these, Free All healthcare. of those things you just listed are things that I feel oh, like yeah. I could use more of in my life. And mm-hmm. economic opportunity like those are all things those are all very valid things that we need to support within feminism like yeah it shouldn't there's it's not cool that there are women who feel like who maybe feel like sex work is their only economic opportunity that's not we want to change that but that doesn't mean that we need to have them be in trouble for you know participating in sex work right 
Nevada is only a couple counties in Nevada are the are decriminalized sex workplaces, and it's only um, counties that have a population under seven hundred thousand. So basically, the middle of nowhere, you go there. Um, and honestly, I know I do know this because I used to watch this HBO show After Dark, oh, The Bunny I House. That. That's what it was called. That guy was fucking creepy, though. Was he like? He was a big fat dude was who was kind by... of the owner of the a bunny ranch. That's what it was called. I've seen that before yeah. too on it's, something. Yeah, I like. I definitely don't like him. Um. Well, and again, how can we? I mean, if if we really like brought everything above board too. Mm-hmm. I mean, I think just in general, women having well, I mean, women owning businesses in any field oh, is yeah. great, but. You know, women taking ownership over all the, all of sex work. I mean, I think in porn, it's important to have women creators. Yeah, and, definitely. Yeah. Well, and we want to see hustlers, of course. Yeah. You know, and that was women being like, we're getting fucked by this establishment mm-hmm. who's taking all of our money. And so we're going to go out on our own and do it ourselves. Yeah. I really liked Hustlers. Yeah, it was good. They, they bled those <laughs> yeah. white-collar businessmen. <laughs> the only thing that I was sad about is that there wasn't enough Lizzo for me. I thought there was going to be more Lizzo. I definitely thought there was going to be more Lizzo and Cardi B. They had a couple um, <laughs> a couple lines, but that was it. Well, and I think Cardi... Talk about an example of someone who I feel like has like brought sex work to the you know into the culture as an open conversation and that's something that I really appreciate about her Mm -hmm. and um yeah and she talked you know she talks about her past and I feel like that that's and it's something that's like important very important to her but the people who are against sex workers have a name Mm. on the internet the swerfs swerfs I didn't know what that was did you? <laughs> no, because I knew about turfs. I didn't know swerfs was a thing. But that's. But they're essentially the same, just white feminists, right? Well, they're just any feminist that sex, sex work exclusionary radical cool. feminists. I just I'm always trying to I'm the kind of person who will like really try to understand other people's points of view, mm-hmm. even if I don't agree with them, and I just don't understand why this would ever be your cross to die on. I know. Um, <laughs> and again, to the the head of now, she she's quoted as saying, sex work is the most extreme version of the violence of oppression of women. And like, I don't know. It's she, like, she, sex work didn't start the patriarchy using no, our bodies. And no. Like, I mean, that's like saying... We, now, yeah, now I get to decide. Yeah. Body autonomy. I, I, I really don't understand the position that they're taking. And I, I mean, I guess it is telling, like, because she said no mother would want, so she's taking a motherly protective position. Well, there's also an idea saying. that, like, sex work will be more prolific if it's legal. That's the, they, they make that argument for everything, though. Yeah. No. You know, um, booze, weed, cigarettes, you know, that's... That's just the argument for if you make something legal, it's just going to be everywhere. Yeah. But it's not true. (laughs) Right. But, oh, I found this great, um, this great 
fact sheet about how to be an ally to sex workers that um, you can use in your everyday life. And also, I mean, I think when you're having conversations about about feminism, you know, we have we have to start talking about sex work more mm-hmm. because. I think that that's when you talk about bringing people, lifting everyone up. Yeah. Um, sex works a great place to start, but it says don't, don't assume. So, I think that that's a, um, that's a big one too. People want to make people do make assumptions that like oh oh why they're you, doing it. why you're doing mm-hmm. it yeah like oh you've been there's like things that you've been a victim of abuse right. or something like that you don't know. You don't know, and you don't get to. That's just a good rule to have in general about anybody. Yeah, any (laughs) human. Um, And yeah, be discreet and respect their personal boundaries, which is great. So somebody, because a lot of people who engage in sex work might use an alias for their work, Um, and so you know you shouldn't be like, "What's your?" Don't ask too many personal questions Mm -hmm. or pry. Obviously, Um, you can't. Don't judge. Um, and this one seems really obvious. Watch your language. I mean, uh, yeah, Mm. don't use derogatory terms to refer to sex work. Um, no, although I will say, like, I feel like I have used, I definitely have used derogatory terms in my past. There was, you know, I'm from Atlantic City. Sex work was certainly an industry that I, well, I just dealt with as a teen, being having fucking old old white men who else mm-hmm. um trying to pick me up on the side of the road right in Atlanta you're City. just walking yeah like literally I was in I worked at Ripley's believe it or not nice and I had on <laughs> my little like work polo and um yeah and then I'd be like just walking to the bus stop after work or whatever on Pacific Avenue which is where you know prostitution occurs and um yeah, and I definitely would have cars stop and try to pick me up. Mm-hmm. And I, that's not okay. Again, though, like, if sex work were legal, we wouldn't... Like, would I have been dealing with that situation? Or would there have just been a place that they could go? You know what I mean? That right. was, like, out in the open and it's not this, yeah, shady way. Um, so it says, address your own prejudices. Um which obviously we should do again with everything, but um, yeah, it says the majority of sex workers practice safer sex than their peers and get tested regularly. So I guess mm-hmm. that that's, that's another stigma that they face. But yeah, that's really cool to be yeah. like, you're, I mean, and I've dealt with those situations too, like, you know, not engaging in sex work where people don't want to wear a condom or whatever, but like if you, you know, if it's above board, you get to set the rules. Right. Um, and that's the same rule that they have now with porn, the porn industry. You have to have regular STI checks. Like, we just need to bring sex work up to the level we hold porn to. I right. mean, it's just that simple. Um, don't play a rescuer, which is obviously the situation mm, mm-hmm. that a lot of these... And and it's like these... Swerts. And And a lot of them, it's like these evangelical... Christian organizations that are somehow teaming up like the feminists are joining in with them and being like oh we're gonna help them Mm -hmm. Hmm. Um, and uh, if you're buying um, yeah 
if you're a client or patron, be respectful of their boundaries. Um, do your own research. So, and then uh, respect that sex work is real work. Um, I mean, I think that that's, that's very true and very, yeah. I mean, I don't think it's something that just anyone could do. No. Too. Like, oh, it takes a very not. specific set of skills. And, I mean, I think... Yeah, I've really heard that sex work does involve... Well, there's that joke like on Arrested Development that they, they hire the one woman for the job and he thinks it's his sister. But anyway, <laughs> they keep showing these scenes of her, like his uh, George Blue Sr. sessions and he just cries like every time. Yeah, <laughs> the men just... I was going to say, like it, they, they're kind of like a therapist. Yeah, it is. It's yeah. like companionship. Mm-hmm. I mean, again, I'm sure it varies relationship to relationship. Right, but it seems like there's a lot of emotional labor that you have to deal with as a sex worker. Right. Among so many other things. And it's giving, like, the freedom. Like, sex, to me, is something that's really important, and I would rather mm-hmm. someone purchase sex than, like... Yeah, I mean, I think that that's like the that is the above board way mm-hmm. to get sex, if you if you're not able to find it naturally out in the world, right? You know, that's the um, and that way you're not forcing anyone to have sex with you if you can't find it naturally out in but the I, world. I believe that that's what that reply all episode was going into that mm-hmm. like that actually reduces that having. Like valid sex work available actually reduces, reduces assaults assault. and yeah, um, which you know I mean, there's again there's a whole mix of problems in there that are related to the patriarchy and not to not to sex workers, right. yeah. um, and just because someone is a sex worker doesn't mean they will have sex with you, right? Just because a person exists doesn't mean they'll have sex with oh yeah. I had a guy say that to me once like oh you guys just get free drinks when you're out oh I, I, I've heard that so many times uh, yeah that's uh, that's the thing what do you think a seven dollar drink a like if I were participating in sex work I'm pretty sure it's gonna cost more than seven dollars mm-hmm. or whatever my beverage is right yeah you don't wish you don't wish that was the case <laughs> um be supportive and share resources so some people enter the industry without education and they may need help despite this situation calling the police is never a good option. Right. Um, Obviously, because if one in five sex workers experience... Um, yeah, they, like police intimidation right, or violence. Yeah, um, yeah. and um, it says, as you learn the above things, stand up for sex workers when conversations happen. Don't let stigma, bigotry, and shame around sex work continue. Because that's, I mean, everything related to sex, I feel like we need to work on shame reduction. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But this in particular... And I, so I, sometimes I wonder if like that is a trigger, maybe, for people like this. Like the people who are against it. They just have like kind of a shame like their own around sex yeah like yeah. their own shame so. i mean it could be i mean it's it's so strange like how our views of sex like as a society like ebb and flow because in the 1970s the now organization specifically passed a national resolution calling for a decriminalization of sex work that was when you know the porn war- wars were happening too so you had porn and then you had sex work 
as one in the 1970s. And now, again, we're back at porn's fine. Porn has... Well, I think it's all this... I, I think it's all the human trafficking. Yeah. I really think but that But then that's, we're conflating human trafficking. It's not the same. And yeah. also, like, human trafficking, for sure, is something that they're, like, going in and being, like... I mean, I feel like it's, again, like, don't let these, you know... Young white girls be, mm-hmm. I mean, mm-hmm. I, I, right. be victims of this, you know? I know my aunt's a guidance school counselor, and she went to this, like, she went to, a like, a seminar about how you prevent sex trafficking. Uh-huh. And was just telling me, like, afterwards, these wild stories, like, about how, you know, how people would get involved in this. But I think it sort of, like, sent panic into, oh, I'm sure. you know, the, yeah. white, the white feminist community. Yeah. Um, and you can't you can't say that those are the same things. And if you really care, and and if you really want to know about what's best for sex workers, ask sex workers. Right, exactly. Because all the conversations around SESTA and FOSTA happened with no testimony mm-hmm. whatsoever from actual sex workers. So they were just and it was just victims of human trafficking. And who's who's not going to want to stop sex trafficking? Everyone, it's a cause that everyone's going to get behind. Mm -hmm. Ivanka was pushing, you know, it was like one of her, you know, but like even like Bernie and Elizabeth Warren, I mean, they all, they all signed up, Mm -hmm. you know, they signed on for it. Tulsi Gabbard is the only presidential candidate who is for the full, full decriminalization. Yeah. And then other people, like I was reading, like Pete Buttigieg was asked about it, but he backed away. But Mm -hmm. the good news is, we're talking about it because right. in the last election, certainly no one was oh my mentioning God, no. sex work. <laughs> we didn't. <laughs> yeah. Um, and um, we have to know that, you know, sex work transcends any any identity. So, I mean, the truth is, is that we probably know more people that are engaged in sex work than we realize, right. too. Mm-hmm. Um because those things need to be hidden. I mean, I know my husband definitely interacted in some situations uh, when he was driving Uber. Mm. You know, like, driving people around. Mm-hmm. And then, and like, protection, you know, or even just, like, he would pick up dancers at the um, at the strip club here after work, you know, but then there would be, like, these guys who were, like, trying to t- talk to them. Like, they have to... Waiting They for have them? to safely get them out at the yeah. end of the night. Mm-hmm. Um, so, so, yeah, you should... Uh, we just need to, like, bring awareness to it and start demanding that this be part of the, you know... All part of... I mean, I think our whole criminal justice system right. almost has to go away. It's fucked. Right. Just in general. I just never understand why I would want to make anything that's not... Then I sound like a Republican, but that's not that's my. That's not biz- your business. It's to not go my in fucking there. business, like yeah. you know. And and then I want and I want everybody to be safe. And if we want that for people, then we got to shift it. I guess you would talk to the the person individually, but I mean, chances are, if you see them with, I'm just gonna go out on a limb and say it's like an older white male, then maybe there's a chance they're being trafficked. Well, if you see, like, a kid that seems uncomfortable right. or... I don't know. I don't That's know. That's a whole thing, though. Right, like, yeah. you can't. And then you're putting yourself in danger, you know. 
And right, and if you're and that is so hard though, mm-hmm. because if you're in a situation where like that, if you if you do have a concern for human trafficking, but then you also don't want to like call the cops mm-hmm. and hurt somebody who is fine. Right. Yeah, I mean I guess asking them like if you were in a bathroom or something and you could just like ask someone like are you safe are you mm-hmm. okay I think I need to get better about that in general in situations right. yeah. like I've definitely seen situations where I'll see a guy talking to a woman mm-hmm. just in the world that I really and you were don't like this does like not it. Look right. it doesn't yeah. feel good what do I do yeah but then you don't yeah but then it can just go and in I've a lot had of people directions. do that for me like when I was younger specifically and so I need to do that for people too yeah and yeah forward I worked with this teenage girl who I just loved the strategy. If she saw someone on the street who she felt was like being catcalled or mm-hmm. harassed or something, she would go up and just like put, throw out a fake name and be like, "Hey Ashley, it's so good to see you," and just like ah. jump in. And I was like, "Nice." I was told this by like a fourteen-year-old. Yeah, I'm like she's smart. You're a badass. <laughs> like this is awesome that you've thought about, but also. How fucking sad that a fourteen-year-old already has right. to already knows what to do. Yeah. That they're going to be in those dangerous situations and is out there ready to protect mm-hmm. other women. Yeah. Um. But, but yeah. So be an advocate. Educate yourself. And if you, I mean, I think that that's the first thing you can do. Like, if you do have reservations about sex work, I think you need to like you need to do some research on it. Want to evaluate yeah. like why? What right. is it in me? Why yeah. is this? Why am I opposed to it? Yeah. And then if it comes down to, oh, I want to protect these women, then, then actually th- see the stats on, like, why why our current system is failing these women. Yeah, like, and do things to protect women in general. Mm-hmm. I mean, anything, right, that will encompass. If you if you work on economic in- inequality. And not just women again. Right, that's going to help everyone. <laughs> yeah. We're all going to rise. So... Thanks for listening. Yeah. Thanks to Bombay Gasoline for our music. If you want <laughs> stickers, we still have them. We got them. And we're slapping we, up all around town, but we still got some. It's all over. So just uh, send us a screenshot of your review um, of our podcast and we will send those out to you. And definitely tell a friend because we've seen, especially in the past few weeks, we've seen a lot more growth and it's just been, yeah. I'm been very, very exciting. Very yeah. exciting. Random random people on the street too, I feel like, are coming up to me and I'll be like, I had no idea that you were listening to this <laughs> podcast. And yeah, it's really cool. <laughs> I'm just excited for when people are gonna be like, Come queen! Come queen! <laughs> Come queen. Well nobody knows what we look like. No, I know. <laughs> there are no photos of us. We have a photo. We do. Maybe we'll release that. Uh-huh. Someday. Yeah. No, we can put it on our little we, podcast yeah, bios. We, we got to do it. We did a really cool, yeah. We have glamour shots that are fantastic. Yeah. And I have my first mohawk. It's pretty great. <laughs> but anyway, we'll see you guys next week when we will be talking about the pink tax. Shrink it and pink it, y'all. <laughs>